Welcome to Book Reviews Kill, a podcast about fantasy, science fiction, and horror novels. I'm Evan. And I'm Chad. And today you're joining us for a conversation on the many methods we use to read as much as we do. Reading is a slow, deliberate process, and while it's one of the best ways to spend the day, it can sometimes be difficult to stay on top of a skyscraper TBR. So Chad, what do you think contributes the most to the amount of reading that you get done? Always carry a book with you. How often do you check your phone, your Instagram, like go into your settings and look at the daily use time? Oh, I'm gosh. Like, that is time. <laughs> I know. I hate looking at that. <laughs> too. I was like, oh, boy, I had no idea. Like, TikTok. But like, as opposed to pulling it out, don't even pull it out, because as soon as you start going, you don't stop until that little chunk of time is over until you get to the end of the line at Subway and start telling them what sandwich you want. But bring a book with you, open it up and read like a lot of littles make a lot. Sometimes those big, like huge novels can be really intimidating, especially if you're just getting into reading, but take it in tiny little chunks. Don't beat yourself up that you didn't read a hundred pages today. You read five. That's okay. Uh, one of my favorite rap lines is by a band called Blue Scholars. It's a hip hop duo from Seattle. And they say, you say there's no time to study. People look, you got time to take a shit, then you got time to read a book. And uh, I think that's, <laughs> <laughs> that would be my advice. Number one, take that book with you everywhere everywhere don't let a cop see you doing it at a stoplight probably not cool i remember one time i was uh, i was on like a break at work i was working in a restaurant and i just didn't want to be in the restaurant right it was just smelly <laughs> in there and it was really loud and i just wanted to go and read i was sitting outside the restaurant like on the sidewalk just with headphones in reading and this guy came up and tapped me on the shoulder and i was immediately just like ah <laughs> oh. <laughs> what are you doing here uh, you're in my bubble. But he was really nice. And he was just like, Hey, what what are you doing? And I was like, I'm just reading. I'm just reading. I'm on my break at work. And he's like, man, I just I, I don't think I'd ever be able to do that. Really? And I was Yeah, and I was really taken aback. And um, and I asked hmm. him, like, I, you know, I clarified, I was like, what do you mean? Like, just sit here and read? And he's like, Yeah, just out in public. I feel like I would feel like such a dork. And <laughs> <laughs> And then I was I just kind of nodded and yeah and then he and then he just lit a cigarette and walked off. Weird. So he kind of interrupted me to tell me I was a dork. And yeah. Then just walked off. But I you know I still read outside and I don't feel like a dork. So yeah, maybe you should have been like, well, maybe you should have more confidence in your own hobbies, sir. Well, yeah, it, <laughs> it got me thinking too. You know, um, I guess it could feel a little bit weird sometimes to just pop open a book if you're sitting at Chipotle or wherever but it is really nice to just especially if you're reading something you really like it is really nice to just pop back into that world or that story for just a little bit and i find that as cumbersome as a book might be sometimes if you are just reading a physical copy of a book it is definitely preferable to just seeing what's going on on twitter or tiktok or it's all the same stuff on there you know totally and that stuff's not bad. It's just, man, I get so much more enjoyment out of a book and so much more like knowledge. And I, know, I like it a lot more. I stare into my nightmare rectangle enough. <laughs> but that's really good advice for sure. And on the flip side of that, you know, obviously reading in small chunks is a great way to go. And I've read entire books in 10 minute intervals. And I've mostly retained everything depending on the book. Uh, I also find that like a combination of reading in small chunks and dedicating time every day gets me through a lot of pages. So what I usually do, you know, when I can, obviously, but on a typical day, I'll reserve about half an hour in the morning. And those 30 minutes are just dedicated 100% to reading. I'm not on my phone. I usually set an alarm between 30 and 60 minutes, depending on my day. And I just 
move through that stuff. And you know, the average reading speed, I think it's like 250 words per minute, something like that. And the average amount of words on a page in a normal book are about 250 words. So you can get away with about a page a minute at the average reading speed. So if you're reading a 300 page book and you're reading an hour a day, you can finish that book in five days. And in a 300 page book, it seems very daunting, right? Like, ah, oh, this is gonna take me a month to read. But really, if you read a half hour in the morning and a half hour before you go to bed, you're knocking out 60 pages a day, five days, that's 300 pages, you're golden. And so I feel like kind of breaking it up like that, you know, and just doing those small, little sessions at a time, then you don't have to try and find four or five hours to read a book in one day, which don't get me wrong. I've read whole books in one day before, and it oh, is a too. really, really good time. I love doing that. I just did that with uh, Child of God. By Ooh, nice. I read McCarthy. The Hobbit in one day once. Nice. Yeah. That's a good time. It was a great time. There are people on TikTok and Instagram and stuff, and I see them. Uh, somebody read all of Dune in one day, Whoa. which is, yeah, that's an undertaking. Yeah, for sure. Like learning Hebrew in one. <laughs> I love Dune, but I don't know if I'd want that much Dune in my day. That's a lot of Dune. That's a lot of Dune. But yeah, you can totally do it. And, you know, just empowering yourself, you know, just like with that knowledge moving forward and saying like this half hour is not work. This half hour is for me. I'm, I'm dedicating this half hour to a story that I really, really like. I get to go be with these characters before I have to go to work or before I have to take my kids to school or whatever. And it can be kind of meditative in a way, depending on the story. Like if you're reading uh, a horror novel, you know, something really, really brutal, <laughs> I guess. There are definitely books that I don't really want to read on the bus on my way to work because I'm trying to have a good day at work. <laughs> definitely. Uh, I remember I was reading Futuristic Suits and Fancy Violence, or maybe it was the book before that one. And there was this scene where they're all cl climbing through this little teeny tunnel. And I won't spoiler and say what happens within the tunnel, but it is so horrific. It was just like, and I was putting, and I'm not super claustrophobic, but like a little bit. And it was, it was a nightmare scene. And I just like, I remember I got done. I was like, eh, okay, I think we're going to go watch some office or something lighthearted now. Like, oh, it was, it was brutal. I had that experience with American Psycho by Brett Easton Ellis. Mm. You've seen the movie, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. The book is 10 times worse. I bet. And I loved it, but I just felt that's not the kind of book that I would whip out in a subway, <laughs> right? It's like I'm standing in line waiting for my sandwich and just pull out American Psycho. Like, <laughs> but I do have I do have really fond memories, though, of when I was reading uh, The Song of Ice and Fire books for the first time. And I was working this job that I really couldn't stand. Oh, man, I hated this job so much. But I was so into the books that there was this really nice park right next to the job that I was working. And I remember looking forward all day to getting my break and even just getting that 10 to 15 minutes where I could just run out real quick and read like a Clash of Kings or Storm of Swords. Even if it was just that 10 to 15 minutes, I was so engaged with the story that I was just really happy to get it. And then I would be looking forward to it all day long again. So that brings me to my next point, which is don't be afraid to put books down. Something that really, really helps you move through a lot of this stuff is if it's something that you are in the mood to read. When I was reading A Song of Ice and Fire in those 10 to 15 minute chunks, it was because I was so excited to get to it. I could read it in those small chunks and the big chunks when I got home. But if it was something that I wasn't really into and I just felt like I was pushing myself through this book, 
then I probably wouldn't read it on my break because I wouldn't be motivated to use that precious time to read that book. I would probably go on TikTok or Instagram or do whatever else I could to dissociate and zone out. But I think that one thing that really trips people up, and it has definitely tripped me up, and I know that it has for you too, is just that feeling that you're really wading through something that you're not super into and you the feel slog. kind of... Yeah, and you feel kind of obligated to finish it. It's something that your friend loaned you and you really want to finish it because they liked it so much. And that time that you sequestered for yourself is precious. And you don't need to force yourself to read anything. If you're not into it, you know, don't light the book on fire and throw it out the window, <laughs> but put it down and move on to something else. Don't be afraid to try out a bunch of stuff. Maybe you're just not in the mood to read paranormal romance right now, and you want to read nonfiction about an old ship from the 1800s. Who knows? You're always in different moods. I completely agree with you. Um, I used to have a rule that I ditched about two years ago where if I started a book, I had to finish it. And then, like, I don't really know why. I think it's probably left over from like my high school days where I would always kind of like look with disdain upon the kids who was like, yeah, I spark note that. I'm like, what? You didn't read The Great Gatsby? Come on, man. I didn't read. I still haven't read The Great Gatsby. It's kind of boring. I didn't really like it. It's not we, had to, anyway. we had to read it in school. And I think I was annoyed with how excited my teacher was about it. Oh, Because I had too. read a couple chapters and I was just like, I don't understand why this is such a big deal. I'm sure I would like it now. I should probably maybe we should read it's the great uh, maybe. <laughs> it's kind of boring. It was like reading like a like a soap opera or something, like one of those like midday TV shows, you know. It's like the great American novel, right? It's I like know, the yeah. novel. I think it's such a short read, right? It like, is really short, yeah. I just powered through it. I just steamrolled over everything you were just saying. I had to tell everybody <laughs> that I haven't read The Great Gatsby. Dude, Everyone okay. needs to know. That's okay. Um, but yeah, I, I, maybe my rule was left, a leftover remnant of high school or something where I was just like, I'm going to read everything. But that's really dumb. Like, it's not like there's like 10 books out in the world and you need to digest all. No, there's like 2 billion books. There is not enough time for you to read a book that you're not enjoying. So like, remember your goal. Why are you reading? Are you reading to learn a skill? Well, like, yeah, sometimes those aren't very, very fun. But if you're reading for enjoyment and you're trying to pick up a fantasy novel and you're not enjoying the book then like do not feel obligated to finish that book put it down go put it in a little little box in your neighborhood that's like give a book take a book and go get a different one yeah and you don't owe that author anything i know that that sounds kind of crass but especially if you've already bought the book if you paid for that book you don't owe the author finishing it you don't even owe it to yourself <laughs> you really don't i mean you owe it to yourself to like i said do things that you enjoy with the finite amount of free time that you have yeah. i mean i don't push myself through tv shows i don't like no i don't push myself not. through movies i don't like i've gotten up and walked out of a few movies in Me theaters too. and isn't that your rule too with uh movies is that you usually won't walk out of a theater i just yeah, because it's so expensive, you know? It's like I always, yeah. like, do the math, and I'll be like, should I leave? And then I'm like, oh, I'm actually paying, like, three pennies per second. It is funny, though. I have, heard, uh, that, but... I have heard people say, you know, well, I spent $17 on this book. I have to finish it because I, I paid for it. And I, I totally I, – I get the logic behind that for sure, but think about all the time that you're wasting mm -hmm. Dude, pushing yourself lost. through. Right. It's like your, your time is the most valuable thing, mm -hmm. right? So – yeah, I mean, you spent $17 on it, but you're also slogging and rereading pages. And, yep. you know, there was a book that I didn't finish this year called Spinning Silver by Naomi, no Naomi Novik. And I read a different book by her called Uprooted. 
and I loved Uprooted. I thought it was really excellent, but Spinning Silver was just so boring for me. Yeah. So boring. And I was real. I really tried. I gave it like 150 pages. It was like 400 oh, that's pages. That's more than so, enough. Yeah, I gave it a lot. And I felt like it's it's got to get good soon because I loved that other book so much. But I think Spinning Silver probably is a really good book. But at the time, it just wasn't what I was looking for. And sometimes you don't know exactly what you're looking for, but you do know what you're not looking for when you read it, <laughs> right? Totally. And I wasn't looking for whatever that was. And sure enough, I picked up uh, Who Fears Death by Nnedi Okorafor and blew through it like right away. And it was a completely different vibe. You mentioned something earlier that I want to ask you. When do you think is a solid amount of time that you can then fit? Because I'm not, I'm not, please no one think that I'm saying, you know, after the first page, be like, that page sucked, book closed. What is a good limit for giving a book a solid try? I think it depends on the length, obviously. So if it's like a 900 page book, um, I'll give it like a good couple hundred pages right the arc is a little different maybe for a 900 totally. page book like if it's a three-act structure you know i'll try to get through most of the first act i'll try to see like what that promise is that the book's trying to make to me and see if i want to invest my time into it but before that i can kind of gauge the writing style the characters and stuff but i would say on an average three to 400 page book, about 100 pages. It's about an hour and a half of my time. Like I'll give a book an hour and a half of my time. I was gonna say between 50 and 100 myself. I think that's pretty fair. And you know, I'm glad that I've had that rule before too, because I've definitely been, I think when I, the first time I read Lads of Locke Lamora by Scott Lynch, I got about 50 pages into it and I and I liked it, but it, um, the Don Salvara game kept popping up and I just didn't understand what was going on. It seemed really convoluted. It was jumping back and forth a lot. And I remember thinking, whatever this is, I don't think this is for me, but I was, I just pushed another 50 pages and I, I loved it. One of my very so favorite good. fantasy books. It's my top three favorite book series right now. And I will say there's a difference between pushing through something because I like it, but it's kind of difficult. So it's dense language. It's something that I'm not really used to. Like that Cormac McCarthy book that I just read, the, I had never read Cormac McCarthy before. So it took me a little bit to kind of get used to the language, but I pushed through that because I did enjoy what was going on. And I, I kind of could grasp that I did enjoy it, but I wouldn't ever push past a hundred pages of something where I wasn't connecting with the characters. I didn't care about what was happening. I didn't understand anything. You know what I mean? Totally. Man, there's some books out there that are just so thick. It's just like such a doozy. Maybe it was because I was like 14 when I tried to read it. But um, The Count of Monte Cristo is a huge book. And, what uh, dude, everyone is like three names and they're all these like flowery like french names and oh, oh buddy that's like my favorite classic book oh it's so thick and it's so much intrigue i remember i took like a three or four week break yeah and then i came back to it and i was like 400 pages in like a wow chunk. and i was i have like i have no idea what's going on and i just stopped see but that that's a classic example of something that just might not be for you you know i mean personally i think the count of monte cristo is probably one of the best books ever written yeah my rabbi told me it was his favorite book ever and so he was like you need to read it i mean it's such a solid like if i was elevator pitching the count of monte cristo that'd be the best elevator pitch ever it's just man is wrongfully accused of a crime goes to prison meets this wise old man who teaches him how to be a man of class, an educated man. And then he gives him a treasure map and then he breaks out of prison and oh, it's, it's awesome. It's I such, get that. 
what an amazing book. Like I do remember reading that when I was like, I think it was like 21, 22 and uh, struggling with a lot of the French terms and names and stuff. And I did that thing that I do with like fantasy books too, where I'm not, I might not even be pronouncing the names, but when I, I do, it's like kind of like a photo photographic recognition mm -hmm. or, you know, I would suggest going, going through that big okay. old tome. If you got 400 pages in and you weren't into it, you gave it the I old, mean, I think I was only, I was 14. So it's like, I probably just wasn't like mentally prepared for that but... level of intrigue and depth. I was still like listening to Blink-182 songs and just like, Hey, I still listen to Blink-182. Me too, actually. I'm sorry, Blink-182. <laughs> you didn't deserve that. You didn't deserve that. They didn't that. do anything wrong. <laughs> Another thing that I think really, really, really helps me read well and read a lot is getting in the zone that reading zone that you're not even aware that you're reading that's when i read the fastest it's like the rem sleep of reading that's such a good way of putting that <laughs> thank you i loved that i said it and i was like oh that's pretty poetic all right <laughs> <laughs> we recording this okay uh, is um controlling my environment so yeah. I have a certain place that I really like to read. It's like my reading chair. I have a specific pair of sweatpants and I would never buy sweatpants without pockets because I always want pockets. Um, but these ones specifically bought them without pockets. So I know to not have my phone on me. <laughs> you away. bought special pajamas. I did. I did. I love that. And then I have my chair and I control the lighting. Lighting's really important. When it's all like bright, it's hard for me to like let the imagination free, you know? So I like to like have it dim in the room put on some nice like, classical music or even some hip hop or something, anything that I'm into and just zone in. So I think controlling my environment is a, is a big thing that helps me just find that reading zone. Yeah. I was curious, what do you listen to when you're reading? Is it mostly classical? It's mostly classical, but I mean, man, if I'm going through a Tupac phase, like I'll bump some Tupac as weird as that. <laughs> while you're reading. Yeah. I can't listen to anything with words in it while I'm oh, reading. Oh really? No, not uh -oh. at all. I feel like it'd be like trying to read with a TV on or something. That's cool that you can do that. It's really impressive. Oh uh, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't really bother me. It kind of helps me get into the zone. You know, you're sitting there like nodding. You know, it's like yeah, mm. <laughs> like slapping to it. I don't know. What music do you like to listen to while you're reading? Uh, a lot of the time, I just listen to like white noise. So I have an app on my phone that's um, it sounds like a fan almost, or like an airplane cabin or something. And that mostly just blocks out like you know, crying babies on the bus or it's like staticky noise or something. Yeah, totally. And sometimes. I'll kind of go that extra step. And if my characters are out in a forest or something, I'll put on like forest sounds. If they're outside in any capacity, I'll put on like wind through like a field or something. It kind of helps a little bit. Yeah, That's for cool. sure. Gauge the senses. That's awesome. Yeah. It's like I, if I can kind of get what the setting is of the book that I'm reading, or at least the part that I'm reading. Like when I was reading uh, Between Two Fires by Christopher Buhlman, they were outside in the French countryside quite a bit walking around. So I just put on like wind in a field and it really propped up huh. the whole experience. For I have never thought about doing that. I'm into that. I'm into yeah. that. Um, and sometimes I'll listen to, I, I really like, I really like throwing something like a, like video game lo-fi, like, or um, like Studio Ghibli lo-fi or just um, anything that's like nice beats with just cool kind of fuzzy keyboards or, you know, something that's not too melodic that is kind of like catching in my ear, but something that is nice to listen to um but never anything with lyrics ever uh, for the longest time i only listened to hip-hop so i think that's probably why i got used to it but i mean i've branched out a bunch 
since then so i listen to other things then yeah try try getting one of those uh like white noise apps or just go on youtube or something and you know set... oh, i like your sound effects yeah one. that's what yeah. i'm gonna do that's really cool my brother-in-law he dm'd a game for us playing D, and he's like a genius he doesn't he's not a computer developer but he was like guys i have the coolest idea i just figured I, i'm gonna make this soundboard with each like a bunch of buttons on it that have you know like bird songs or wind or you know city sound babbling in the background or whatever you know all these different environment sounds and he's like I, I found a couple online but they didn't have the capabilities that i was looking for so i just wrote the program real fast and he had like his board and he just like pressed all these little buttons and he had programmed each one to be a different environmental sound and it really helped you like get into the you know like the music would start getting intense when you go into a fight you know and it's like awesome totally and it's wild like so many books take place outside for a lot of them it's kind of wild mm -hmm. and so just using those outdoor noises helps a lot and you know i mean i grew up in rural oregon i read outside a lot and so and i've got a couple playlists on like youtube and spotify and stuff and you can find them out there and it's just a forest you know and it's just somebody just stuck a microphone out into a forest and it's you can hear the wind you know rustling through pine needles and bushes and stuff and i don't know it's just it's nice like I, obviously like i like reading in silence too i don't mind it but having that white noise definitely to break some stuff up and maybe set the scene just a little bit more for you helps a lot. I'm going to try that. For sure. That's a really good idea. What's your favorite place to read? I've been reading in bed a lot lately. Horizontal. Yeah. I was I had a chair at my old place. I had like this special setup with a lamp and a table and stuff. And then I started reading in bed and I just really like reading while laying down now. And I use reading glasses too, even though I don't need reading glasses. What? I thought... That's what that was like the point of okay, glasses, so, right? Okay. Isn't they, isn't they, aren't they fussy? <laughs> no, okay, so um so like reading glasses I've found help quite a bit. I like kind of bigger font in books, especially if it's really, really dark, really bold. Like those those older Lord of the Rings copies. You know? So it magnifies the text? Yeah. So reading glasses will magnify the text. They don't make it clearer, they just make it bigger. And the ones that I have especially um have like a blue light filter on them, so it makes white pages kind of off white or cream colored so it's bigger it's not as white like like stark white and yeah it just helps me fly through stuff and some of the books that i buy the font is really really small and i don't so tiny yeah and that's like and i felt a little weird doing it at first because it's like i don't need reading glasses like my vision is totally <laughs> fine but like i mean on a kindle you can make the font a little bit bigger so why not mm -hmm. make the font a little bit bigger in a book do you like chucky e. cheeseify your computer too and turn the font like chrome settings to like all no i can see pretty no. fine on my computer for <laughs> sure i didn't know that they just magnified i always assumed it was due to somebody um no it just makes the text bigger in glasses yeah hmm. well i'm interested to hear your opinion because you're an author what is a what is your ideal page layout margins with <laughs> sizing tell me um yeah i mean like i i really i like kind of fatter margins right or i, I guess okay. uh, well I, I should say i like thinner margins i like the the words to kind of stretch to kind of the edges of the pages same but with decent spacing between the lines and really really bold font like i want a lot of contrast there the bolder the better i like to feel like i'm moving through pages um, something about flipping pages and moving through it. Like even if it's like a thousand page book, if I'm actually just moving through it, it feels like I'm reading faster when I'm, I know I'm not obviously. But it's nice. You get that like feeling, sense of accomplishment. Like, oh, turn. I think that's why there's a trend right now. And I don't know if you've noticed this, but with, with I've noticed it um, with a lot of newer books, you know how like, like the chapter will end on like the right hand page, right? 
Yeah, yeah. And then you flip it, and then the next chapter starts on the left-hand page, right? Yeah. Well, with a lot of newer books, the next chapter doesn't start until the next right page. So the the left-hand page is blank. Have you noticed totally. that? Oh, I yeah, think oh, that yeah. they do it to... To, I think that's pretty standard. Is that standard? I don't know. I've. I think so. What I hate. What oh man, is it? <laughs> this is so silly. But like, I can't stand it when the chapter ends mid page and then the next chapter starts right under it, like mid page. I don't oh, know really? why it just frustrates me so much. It's like that's not where the <laughs> chapter is supposed to start. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny because I always, whenever I see that, I'm like, oh, how a little bit of different take saved a couple trees. Excuse <laughs> like, me. Imagine how many books have been printed of all time. You know, right? No, that's true. Like that little that like adds seven up. inches of like, yeah, dude, it totally adds it's up. Like the you're into the CVS receipts of uh, book chaptering. You know, um, one more piece of advice I think that I have is make it as social as possible even though it's not a social thing, talk about your book with just anybody. It's helping us and get through yeah, is for sure. Definitely it is. And so many people have insights that you didn't have or like see things in different ways. You're like, oh, I didn't even think about that. I find there's a lot of value in just like bringing other people into your reading experience. I have a friend that I would go over to his house and we would read together. He'd like call me, I'd be like, want to read? And I'd be like, hell yeah. And we'd go over there and read just different books in the same room. You'd be quiet for like four hours. Yeah, it's a reading party. Yeah, it's a reading party. And it kind of just helps you like do it. You don't feel so alone and you get cool insights. I would say talk about your books or blog about them. Put them on Facebook, whatever. You are more than welcome to read along with us on this podcast too. Yeah. And you can also send us questions through our email or comments or any musings that you have about whatever we're all reading together. We will read yeah, them. Just out. tell us that you finished one. We'll be like stoked for you on the podcast. We will read them out loud and it'll be a this is a this is a book club for everybody. It's just Chad and I are the only ones broadcasting. I do want to say real quick, uh, we were talking about reading more often, reading more books, getting through more pages and stuff. I do just want to really reiterate, though, that this is not to put pressure on people, right? Like your pace is your pace, obviously. This is specifically just if you are trying to read more often. This isn't our way yeah. of telling you that you're not reading enough, obviously, because, you know, I read a lot, but... I don't have kids. I don't really have a job that I like care that much about. <laughs> um, you know, I don't even have like a, I don't have like a cat or anything. I have a dog, um, but I have a cat, <laughs> but obviously, you know, life comes first and books are part of life, but they're not the most important thing in your life. You know, as much as I would love it, if books were the only thing that I had that I really needed to care about, that's just not how things work, you know? So don't beat yourself up if you've only read one book in a month or one book every year, even like if you've knocked out half a book last year in 2021, you're crushing it. You're doing it. Good for you. And you are also reading on your phone when you're reading articles like you are reading. Uh, I think that's a wrap, Evan. Um, so, everybody, thank you so much for your time and attention, as always. And stop listening to us. Go read a book. <laughs> Yeah, we really appreciate all of you sitting down with us, and we will definitely see you next time on Book Reviews Kill. To support Book Reviews Kill, please visit our Patreon. It is linked in the description. And never hesitate to send us an email with a question, because we'd love to hear from you. Thanks so much, everybody. Bye, everybody. <laughs>